Welcome to Tea, Toast, and Theology. Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes which is opposite Galilee. As Jesus stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion. For many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city, how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. At this time, if the children would like to join Miss Carolyn and Molly, that would be awesome. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Peace. So last night as I was preparing for this sermon, as every good preacher does, uh, I asked my wife, what should I preach? And she said, okay, what are the readings? So I read her the readings. And uh, as I read the gospel reading, she said, I don't know. I have never understood that one. So I'm on my own today. (laughs) The theme that I feel exists, and there was a bit of a confusion about the readings. You saw the reading from Isaiah, um, and one of the options was uh, from Kings, and that story I'm sure you all are familiar with is that of Elijah and Jezebel, who is the wife of the king uh, of Israel at that time, and she is a worshiper of Baal, another god, and she uh, wants that to be what people follow. And there is Elijah, who is the prophet of Israel, and he wants Yahweh to be worshipped. And so one day in his zeal, he goes and breaks all the altars of Baal. Now that's a big thing. That's a big deal, okay? Um, I mean, that's a really big deal. It's even bigger than putting television up here. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, and he does that, and guess what? He's in trouble. So he runs into the wilderness. Okay? And when he runs into the wilderness, he knows he's in trouble, and he uh, is, is there really lamenting about his state of of life, and God visits him several times. Now, that ties beautifully into the psalm you heard, because the psalm is just absolutely beautiful imagery of the uh, deer, as the deer panteth, pants, uh, and longs for the water brooks, so my soul thirsts for you, O Lord, right? Uh, I find that to be a beautiful, beautiful imagery of uh, that's how much I desire for you. And if you really go through that uh, psalm, you find that the theme really is that of Elijah feeling, oh my God, what have I done? I did the right thing and now I'm in trouble, right? And this is the night season, as the psalmist calls. It's not night time. It's a night season. It's a whole season that feels like a very long night, right? And I think we have all felt that at some season in our lives where it seems like the day is never going to show up. And still, God is there with him, and he feels that. And it is a time when people who are pursuing him, as uh, the, the psalmist would call them, his enemies, they are taunting him and saying, where is your God now? You know, 
you you were acting quite zealously and now now that you're in trouble where is your god now right that is the theme now one has to wonder what has that got to do with the gospel reading because the gospel reading is very very interesting in that gospel reading you have jesus stepping into a situation where he sees someone who is in need of healing and the moment that person sees jesus that person says to jesus what have you got to do with me leave me alone get out of here stop tormenting me and jesus looking at this person says well what is your name and the intention that jesus has is for this person to be healed and as soon as that happens when this person receives healing which is not what he is asking for right all the demons in him are saying nope 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 leave us alone leave us alone and jesus still offers healing to this man and once he receives healing <laughs> that whole social order is disrupted and that is really important for us to understand because guess what there were all these people who were being really good people who were being really good people and how are they how were they being good people to this man well they were making sure that he didn't did not walk around naked so they would give him clothes knowing full well that he is going to just tear them apart and their clothes whatever they gave to him would be really to no avail but they still kept on giving him clothes they still kept on helping him to to be safe how did they do that they put him in shackles they tried to contain the damage he could do to himself and others right but they tried to be the good people and they tried their level best to contain the situation but here's the key point in that story while they were trying their best to be the good people and providing clothing providing you know uh, possible housing pro- providing uh, ways to keep him restrained so that he does not hurt himself or others here's the question were they interested in his healing exactly they were doing everything possible to do what to maintain the status quo as they knew it they were being good people but they were doing everything possible to maintain the status quo and what happened when jesus entered the scene jesus disrupted the entire status quo of their system and then when they found out that this man was 
heal, one would imagine that they should have said, That is awesome, Jesus. Can you please come and heal others who are in trouble? What do they actually say to Jesus? You need to get out. You need to get out. A follower of Christ does not seek to be a good person who is regarded as good, is patted by everyone around in in his or her society as a great person. There's many great missions. Let's just call all of them the mission of God. My friends, all those things are good things to do, but the mission of God is what we have, you know, what we have as a sign. Below the sign which says St. Paul's, right outside on the road. Have you noticed what we have as a sign right below our sign that says St. Paul's? Has anyone noticed what those words are? Two words we say. Hope and healing. Hope and healing. You're absolutely right. There are, there's another sign. We are big on signs these days. There's another sign. <laughs> there's another sign that talks about prayers. But, but right underneath it, it says hope and healing. You see, the followers of Christ are commissioned to offer the world hope and healing. The hope and healing that almost invariably disrupts the status quo of that system. Because true healing doesn't come by offering little patches of comfort. It does not come by putting in little band-aids. It comes by being bold enough to do the work Christ did. We all want to be like Christ. We all want to do uh, things that Christ did. And yet, when it comes to following Christ, we, we tend to shy right before that moment when we end up in the predicament of Elijah in the predicament of the person who wrote that psalm, where he's talking about, they're asking me, where is my God now? You see, people then often ask me, okay, what are you trying to say? That all of us do things that... um, just disrupt the whole thing, and we say, okay, somehow we are bringing hope and healing. What I'm saying is that we should be looking at a system and saying, okay, what does it need for healing? And we do need to be working on it, no matter how tough that is, no matter how hard that job is. If we are a follower of Christ, 
we are called to do the work of Christ. So where is the comfort for a follower of Christ? Where is the comfort for the follower of Christ? My friends, the comfort is in that beautiful image. There are two places in this story where there is great comfort for a follower of Christ. The first one is the healed man. The healed man who is sitting next to Jesus, fully clothed, and the scripture says, in his right mind. In his right mind. Jesus put himself into great trouble for someone else's right mind. And now this man is in his right mind. The comfort for a follower of Jesus Christ is that that person is with Jesus in his right mind. And the second time we encounter that comfort is when he says to Jesus, I want to be with you. Now Jesus' response is very interesting. And that is the response that we all need to hear. When the person is saying to Jesus, essentially, those are words of gratitude because Jesus has just completely transformed his life. You see the two images that are there. One is of that love, that love where he is sitting with Jesus, fully clothed and his, in his right mind after receiving that healing. The other one is that of a complete transformation where he's saying, Remember what he did first? He said, get away from me. I don't want to be anywhere close to you. Now his life has been completely transformed. And what is he saying now? I want to be with you. I want to go with you. (laughs) For people here at St. Paul's and those who follow St. Paul's, loving God, transforming lives. (laughs) Those are the two images of comfort there. Loving God transforming lives. The transformed life right there is the image of comfort for a follower of Christ. And so, Jesus' response is where the challenge for a follower of Christ comes in. Jesus' response is, nope, I don't want you to just Understand the word follow as, you know, often we think of the word follow as, okay, you go and I follow, right? But the follower of Christ is commissioned to not just just follow without thinking, without any introspection, without doing any work, just just blindly following Jesus. No, the work of a follower of Christ is to go and do into the world what you have received and declare the goodness of God. Go and be Christ to someone. Just like what Christ did for you, 
which was gave you an opportunity to love god and transformed your life go and actually do that tell people about the possibility of hope and healing the possibility of loving god and transformed lives my friends it is it is hard to be a follower of jesus christ especially in a culture where we are reluctant to be seen as someone who is doing something that just turns the tables just disrupts the whole system we are scared of that and that is where the gospel of jesus christ becomes even more relevant because do we really want to be a part of a society where people are walking around in need of healing but all that we have to offer is clothing and shelter and all the good things that we can say we did for you or do we really want to be those agents of change now i would say the people at st paul's that i have seen your commitment to this work of change i feel it i see it i feel it your commitment your support your wanting to put signs up everywhere right is you saying i believe in this stuff and i want others to know about it i want people to know it last week i shared how someone from our congregation you know thought about this had a moment of oh what is comfort in god and said oh what is my calling where do i find that and where is comfort that i get so the people of st paul's have been committed to it like i said to the eight o'clockers even when even when we have to tighten our belts test comes when we know what to invest in that is when we know our priorities and he's here is a cultural priority that i want to use as a backdrop when things got really tough the pandemic when the pandemic first came and things were really tough guess what we had to come up with a term called essential and non essential 
You remember that? Essential and not essential. That's really saying, how do we prioritize our lives? And here's the interesting thing. We determined as a society that the work of God, meaning this gathering churches, the work of clergy at um, hospitals and nursing homes, all of that work was, guess what? Non-essential. We could close it. We could shut it down. But you know what was essential? It was essential to keep the liquor store open. I mean, we can laugh about it. But that shows how we think about comfort. That shows how we think about comfort. My friends, we, the people of God, the children of God, can do the work of God and be that light. The world would probably not accept, but we still can be the light in this world and offer true hope and healing. True hope and healing, where we don't seek comfort by not the pain, but we seek comfort in someone else's full restoration. I want to thank you all at Paul's for being that kind of people. For everything that we may be doing, for us, that mission, you look at our budget, everything can go, <laughs> but this one thing, which is Christian formation, you all have prioritized that. Let's continue to do that. Let's continue to put all our resources in hope and healing. It will not be accepted. We will be in the place of reading that Psalm 42. But that is what God has called us to do. May the Lord our God give us strength and courage, that of Prophet Elijah, that of all the prophets, that of all the apostles to take on the mission of God. Amen.